This is an AMI podcast. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call us, text us to 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet us at Double Tap Canada and find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite double tappers. Oh, hello, hello, hello. It is Double Tap Canada and I am Stephen Scott. I've got Sean Preece over there somewhere in a shed in Manchester. You all right, Sean? I'm very good. That was uh, very entertaining. Hello, Stephen. Good to have you back. <laughs> Glad I could help. Uh, Mark Afalalalalo is over there in did Montreal. S- did Stephen go somewhere? Oh, he wasn't yes. here last week. He I wasn't, wasn't here. here. Do you know, I was, I, we had so much fun, I forgot. My memory is. This is how bad my memory is, guys. I actually was thinking... Was I on last week? I, I don't even remember. No, you were not, sir. You okay. were not. That's you why I didn't missed. remember it. Come on, Mark, now. Where, Come on, admit. What, he was missed? Yeah. I doubt well, it. I mean, you may have missed him. I prefer, I, I enjoy taking uh, over. He okay. loves taking over. He's fine. <laughs> did did, did you listen? Oh, hang on a second. Do you think he listened to the show last week? He didn't at all. Of course he? not. No. no. He never listens to <laughs> so the he has show. No I didn't clue. even know it wasn't on it. What are you talking about? He has no clue, like, the, the, the discoveries <laughs> we made as a result of me doing that show for him. No, it was fantastic. You were very good as well, Mark. Well done. I, I yeah, appreciate it. Right, plus yeah, yeah, yeah. Remind, me to, give, remind me to give remind me to give Stephen crap after for his levels all over his IDs and stuff. Oh, I told him that afterwards. Oh, you I told him? Perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Oh, I'm sure. Fine. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I just, you know, <laughs> do you know what I do? I just hit process at the end. And it's uh, all and you hope for the best? Yeah, okay. exactly. Oh. Uh, that's nice to be back, guys. Even though I forgot I wasn't actually here. Um, <laughs> lots to talk about this week. Uh, Mark, you want to talk about Samsung. Boo! Well, there's exciting really? stuff coming up, and, and they're doing a lot of interesting things, and I think it's worth uh, worth mentioning it now. Don't justify yourself to him, Mark. He's, he's only winding you up. It's do you know, perfectly do you know, I valid. Know, I know exactly why he wants to do this, right? Because he was on now with Dave, and Dave, I don't know if Dave asked you to talk about it, or you told him you wanted to talk about it, but clearly oh. you've done some kind of research and you want to get the value out of it. I, get I need it. to get it out of my I need to get it out of my system. <laughs> I had to talk Samsung this morning, and I need to just get it out. Okay, I need to get it out. And okay. if you listen to now with Dave Brown, you know that it's true. Well, uh, now that uh, Sean is going to be on Dave's show talking about me using Windows on the Mac, I can't wait to hear what you've got to say about it, Sean. About your experience using Windows, <laughs> yeah, on the Mac. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one tomorrow with Dave. Oh, but God, God. Bless. Uh, Dave's great, though, isn't he? I love you mean, Dave. You mean, you mean today with Dave, right? You mean today? T- today. Yeah, today <clears throat> with Dave. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Well, no. Hello. Well, I mean, earlier today, depending on when you're listening to this. Exactly. Or, or tomorrow. Or yesterday. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast. If next, you're listening in the future. Last month. <sighs> okay, let's move on. Um, yeah, so we'll get to Unpacked. We're also going to get to my thoughts on Windows 11. But guys, oh, just before we started, I, got, I can't, I'm shaking it, but there's nothing of it, really. Uh, it's another, it's another box. I bought oh. something. Well, to be quite frank with you, we're glad you have, because you buying <laughs> things are like 90% of our content. So well done you. What is it? I am, I am the saviour of the show. <laughs> you are. Um, well, I bought a keyboard. Right, okay, now look, I should start oh, by saying boring. I bought two keyboards this week. Um, the first keyboard I bought was a little bit of an impulse buy. <laughs> Nothing new there, right? Um, but I bought a keyboard because what happened is I was going, I was on this website. Have you heard of Matias? M-A-T-I-A-S. No. 
We had no. to let him run. Uh, so this is a company that make, well, they claim to make keyboards that take you back to the days when Apple's keyboards were amazing. You know, we're talking right back. You know, I'm talking back to school days here for me. Uh, going back to the days when the Apple keyboards were that, those kind of IBM style keyboards. Apple had one called the extended keyboard, you might remember, if you uh, are old enough. <clears throat> no. Uh, or you are old enough. You're older than me. I'm so old, I just don't remember. Okay, that's because what it I was is, right? There I just forgot. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you're talking kind of the IBM style keyboards, I guess, that kind of typing experience. Well, this company are intending to bring it back. So I was reading through and there was a keyboard called the Tactile Pro. And I thought, okay, and this is the one that marries up to the the kind of Apple extended keyboard of, say, the, I'd say maybe late 80s, early 90s. And I thought, okay, I, I'd quite like to revisit the past. So I <laughs> thought I'll order one of these. But while I'm on there, I saw they do folding keyboards. Now, guys, I have tried to find a folding keyboard for my iPhone for mm -hmm. a long time, one that's actually half decent. Generally, you buy them off, let's just say, Amazon, and they come from who knows where, and they fall to bits in minutes. Half the keys, you know, they, they don't respond well. Well, well, well you really no, they're not the badly, best. don't you? Yes. Well, I just i um i don't i don't find these particularly good. And of course, let's be honest, it's a folding mechanism, so it breaks very easily, or at least it weakens very easily. That's true, yeah, and that's okay. that's been a problem. And the best keyboard I had, the best one I ever used, was a Microsoft's Universal keyboard which I got years ago. Was that the natural one or that was just a straight straight on? It was a fold so it had it was a folding keyboard the size of a CD case. Oh wow. And it was quite it was actually thinner than a CD case, but the thing about it was that there was a real big gap between <sighs> the two halves of the keyboard. So if you're a touch typist as I am, um then it's not very comfortable to type on. <laughs> Sorry, was that your that was, that seducing was voice there? Like the voice of a seductress. Well, I was, that's the way I was talking. That's the way I talked to my keyboards. Okay. Um, so wow. I was typing to, on this keyboard. And I didn't I didn't find it particularly enjoyable. Anyway, this one, not only is it a proper keyboard, it's a full size keyboard from Matthias. <gasps> I know. Isn't that amazing? We really need so, sound effects. I go on to I go on to the website, and I find that it's there for 75 British pounds. Wow, you're crazy. That's like you 150 a million Canadian dollars. Correct. And I'm thinking, this is ridiculous. That's a lot of money. I'm not paying that for a folding keyboard. I mean, no matter how Liar. good it is. Well, here's the thing. I go onto Amazon. They're selling the same keyboard, checked exactly the same keyboard, for eight ninety nine. No way. And I'm thinking, right, what is this? $75.99 and $9 or nine quid on another. Yeah. I mean, like, ridiculous difference, right? So I thought, do you know what? I'm going to buy that. I'm buying it now before they've realized their mistake. You know, someone's obviously trolling that website, going through it, and someone will find it and change the price back. So I bought it. And then uh, I get to the, the checkout and it says, total to pay zero. And I'm thinking, right, what is going on here? Something's screwed. Can I add a MacBook to this? What is going on? <laughs> and then I've remembered that this week I bought Parallels for the Mac, right? And when you buy Parallels, or you did at least, you would get a £10 or $10 Amazon gift voucher, which I'd obviously applied. So I actually got the keyboard for nothing. Wow. Okay. This is sounding good so far. I'm so optimistic. I, yeah. So I get it home. 
And it comes like next day before one o'clock. Amazing. So I get it. I open all up very excited thinking, right, there's going to be something dodgy here. But no, it's a really solid keyboard, really nice. Hooks up to my computer. And I was looking for a specific key. Oh, no. Oh. So I get on to, not the insert key. Don't worry. I'm not looking for oh, the insert right. key. <laughs> okay. But I was, I was trying to, because the way the keyboard's laid out is kind of weird. You have these really thin keys order, in order to, I guess, get the whole keyboard in. They've, the home and end, the page up and down, they're all kind of in strange places. So I went on to um, Ira and I thought, right, what I'll do is I'll get Ira to help me out with this. And um, the Ira agent said, um, a slight problem with your keyboards. It's uh, it's all in German. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, Hang on. Uh, I didn't work out what home and end was in German, but it was like home and end. In German, you know, it's just aggressive, more aggressive, I guess. I mean, the alphabet's still the same, isn't it? Oh, the alphabet was fine. The same letters. Can you just buy yeah. keycaps? You could, I suppose. Just swap all the keycaps out. Because the thing is, I went into the iPhone settings on the, you know, for keyboard settings, for the hardware oh. keyboard, and it was set it was set to English UK, right? So it was fine. It worked absolutely yeah, fine. Yeah, of course. It's not going to make any difference, is it? It's it wasn't going to start typing in German. No. Exactly. But it wasn't German, and it kind of made me laugh. Yeah, but look, doesn't so matter because well, who's oh, yeah. reading it? Who's reading it anyway? It's only exactly. because you got Ira that you knew it was in German. I wouldn't have had a clue otherwise. Correct. I'd been going around showing people my nine-pound keyboard, <laughs> saying, "Wow!" So did isn't it feel? Great? Did it feel like a you know? A, let's let's keep it Canadian. Let's say a ninety-dollar, hundred-dollar um, keyboard. Oh God, no, no. So it doesn't feel. So it does feel like a. $15. No, I, no, I, no, no, no. I wouldn't say that. I'd say I, I'd happily spend $50 on it. Put it that way. I mean, it was a, 50, it was a okay. decent keyboard. I mean, for a folding keyboard, right? I'm not, I wouldn't use this as my everyday, but it is a solid piece of kit. I mean, you didn't even pay big. for delivery, did you? No. <laughs> Someone <laughs> lost money on that. <laughs> Someone lost a lot of money on this. Uh, and I don't care. I'm absolutely over the moon. So but that was point, my first keyboard of the, of the, of the purchasing week. For the, the point is, would you use that one then to take with you on a train, on a Absolutely. journey, to actually do work on on your iPhone or whatever? Yeah, and it's got good solid keys as well, good key travel, and it's not a really thin keyboard. Um, it's not a mushy keyboard either. I hate mushy keyboards. Uh-huh, uh-huh, they irritate uh-huh. me. So it's not that kind of keyboard. Um, no, I'm really impressed. It's a, And it's a sturdy piece of kit as well. So there you go. It's the, what's it called? Matthew? What? Matthew, no, that's French. Matthias? Uh, no, the, Matthias? Matthias, M-A-T-I-A-S. One of our regular listeners, Rebecca Skipper, has recommended this company to me on a number of occasions because there's Bluetooth keyboards they sell that can connect up to four devices at once. Oh, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. But it wasn't that I went for. The, and the other keyboard I bought, which has just arrived, and I'll tell you more about it next week because uh, I know you're dying to know this, uh, I've got the Tactile Pro from Matthias, and this is the and it's the fully extended keyboard that allows you to have that Apple extended keyboard feeling from the nineties. Right, I, I'm sorry, that is just a play. That's that's a placebo effect. What the, the keyboards have been the same for a hundred years, virtually. What are you They're, talking about? What what's this? Oh, remember back in the day when keyboards were great? No. No, I don't. Keyboards have always had the same layout and they've always just been a bit clicky clacky. What's this? Oh, back in the day, keyboards were so much. No, they weren't. They were always the same. Nope. Okay, well then. And on that bombshell, um, yeah, I I think they are different because I've used more than one keyboard my whole life. Okay. Sean Priest. Fair point. (laughs) 
What? Are you still using the same dusty one you got with that compact PC yes. you've got sitting there? <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll say nothing. Carry on. Uh, stick around. We're talking Windows. We're going to talk about Samsung Galaxy Unpack next. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. This is Double Tap Canada. It's a tech show. Honest. It should really be called Double Tap relating to keyboards, really, shouldn't it? Just like tapping keyboards all day. Does that work? Double, double key tap, tap keyboard, double keyboard, key, keyboard, double tab. Yeah, we'll work on it. Yeah, okay. Workshop that one. Um, right, Samsung Unpacked. Uh, they're touted, I see a lot of tweets about this, and they're saying, oh, lots of new stuff coming and some kind of new fold design or something. I, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't well, know what's the, coming. Rumor is that they're going all in on folding devices. Like, everything they're going to announce is going to be a folding device. Like all right. Completely kind of going away from the whole slab of glass that we're used to. And going all in on folding, and I, I find that kind of interesting and a, an interesting risk they're taking in doing that. Mm. Yeah. Story, is, is it? <laughs> and it's a beautiful story. Thanks, Mark. But is is it a risk? I mean, are we saying that the the, the, the new products that are coming are they going to be the same design as the ones we've seen previously? Because I'll be honest, I've had my hands on a a fold and a flip. Actually, I'm not that impressed by the screen. Yeah, no, that's that's kind of where I, I I fall in as well. I find the screen still a little bit flimsy, and the folding folding feels, plastic yeah. feels kind of cheap. But it looks like, based on the teasing and and what they're kind of showing in the imagery, that it's going to be a pretty solid metal design, uh, very akin to the latest kind of flat iPhone sides. Uh, but I mean, I'm just curious where they're getting their data because I know they're are they still the number one. Matter selling smartphone in the world, yes, I guess. I think so. Yes. Yeah, I think just because of you know population, right, and and yeah. overseas especially. So they they've got a. I mean, you'd think that they're doing something like this based on some hard data that they're actually seeing. Maybe people want it, but don't see it affordable. The other thing that we're hearing is that they're going to be dropping the price on these as well, making it a little bit more attainable for the average everyday Joe. Because to date, it's been like two thousand Canadian for just oh yeah the flip. It's been ridiculous. Yeah, well, that's the problem, is the price of a lot of these devices. And I guess as the technology gets better, they can start to re- reduce the price and actually get more people buying them. Um, but I, it's an interesting one with Samsung. I don't quite understand why they're going down this route. It almost feels sometimes like Samsung are doing what you know what Google should be doing in some ways. You know, they're kind of showing what's possible in the mobile tech world, but really just to kind of test the waters, the they're kind of first to get into these things, and they always seem to be the first. I mean, even working with Google on, like we've talked about the projects they work on with TalkBack and all the rest, they always seem to be right in there with Google. Maybe they should just buy it and get over it. <laughs> okay. Buy Google? <laughs> just buy it. I think I, I, the other way around. I feel like it might be the other way around. Yeah, possibly, yeah, yeah. I don't know. How are you finding the, the folds and the flips? Have you got well, phones, I'm, Stephen? Yeah, I've got the, the Flip. I've got the Z Flip 3, and yeah. it's a nice device. But I'm with you, Mark. I think it's a very plasticky screen. I can still feel well, that actually, bevel in the middle. Actually, I think you find I said that as well, Stephen. But no, no, that's all right. Yeah, but it is. Say, no, you agree with Mark and don't even... No, that's fine. Yeah, but okay, well, whatever. I agree with all of you equally. <laughs> Thank you. There you Thank go. You. God. Honestly, what's wrong with him this week? Was he like this last week? <laughs> no, he was really pleasant. I kind of enjoyed it. Oh, and... Thank you. Yeah. Did, did he get a chance to speak? <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Do I really talk that much? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, carry on. Sorry. I, I just, I don't know what Nothing. their 
Um, no, uh, I, I honestly don't know what they're going to do with this. That is going to be any more. I mean, what are they going to do? Trifold? You know, so it folds out three ways. Well, this is all a rumor, right? <laughs> it might not be that, true. This piece of paper games you used to play as a kid, where the whole thing folds out and folds back in. I mean, what? Well, I still quite like. Remember when they were talking all about these foldable devices, and the, the thing they were sort of showing at the time was uh, like a scroll. So it was like a tube, and you would pull the screen out, almost like the old projectors. Yes, yes, I remember used that. To pull oh, out. Yeah. Um, like a, a or like an ancient scroll, and you would pull it out. Actually, I think. <laughs> That sounds pretty damn cool to me. Um, I bet what use is that? Well, I it's mean, for, it's a, just cool. for consuming. <laughs> yeah, like, Roll it up and stick it in your bag. I mean, come on. Why not? For consuming, yeah. Well, when you think of a tablet you're carrying around, right? What's the difference? It's a far more portable. <laughs> what are you talking about? How can I, I, hang on. So you want me to take right, my iPad and roll it. it up? Well, basically, yes. What come we roll on. With? What? What you said? I'm not no, saying that takes can... up so much less space than, you know, a <sighs> Talk flat. Talk piece to him, of Mark. glass. Talk to him, Mark. There's no Come point. On. Clearly, there's. Um, Tell him. Clearly, there's no point. Any of this. No, I don't believe in this. That's okay. absolute nonsense. Anything else coming from uh, the Samsung Unpacked event there, Mark? Uh, I'm I'm excited to see what their watches are like because they're back to partnering with Google. So well, I'm curious to see. Uh, according to Stephen, they're terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's well, why I'm curious to see what the next that's, generation that's looks like. That's what we like. want to know. That is that is. I'm with you on that. I think that it'd be good to see what new tech is coming inside these watches um, because the, the biggest issue seems to be around getting the power in there to be able to do a lot of the things we want to do. Like, I mean, using top back on it is just awful. But I, I go back to my point. I don't think that's a top back issue. I think it's a, a power inside the device. There's also talk about um, the, uh, well, this is obviously for Google more, but the, the Tensor chip appearing in Google devices down the line. I don't know if, what, if that's something that's already inside Samsung. Um, but apparently that helps with a lot of accessibility features like speech recognition and stuff. You need that kind of processor in there to do that. So I don't know if that's something that maybe they'll partner up on because it was at Tensor that um, Google came up with. Was that that's the yeah? Well, it's in that the is, 6A yeah. that Mark's currently checking out, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a Tensor device. It is, and uh, and I'm currently testing out the the now uh, Google Buds as well. And uh, I must say they're kind of cool. Sounds how do really they good. compare? How do they compare to the AirPods? Different, very different design, number one. I mean, across the board, they're more that kind of sitting in the ear versus hanging out of the ear. Sound quality is amazing. It's quite amazing. So is the noise cancellation oh. on par with the with the uh, AirPods, I would say. Um, but what really kind of is the killer here is is things like translation and uh, and real-time captioning and stuff like that, or real-time, uh, mm. real-time translation is actually pretty impressive. <laughs> pretty yeah, impressive. They've really got that. Sussed, haven't they? Oh, think- sorry, sorry. Again, is that on on the earbuds themselves, or is that on the phone? I think it's a combination of both. No, then it's pointless. Pro- it's an app on a phone. It's got nothing to do with the ear. You could put any ear no, this process- or headphones. This- no, no, there's processing power on the buds themselves and speed it up. It's near real time. Okay, I take it all back. Well done. Yeah, Thank it's you, pretty man. impressive. Yeah, these t- these twenty dollar Bluetooth earphones that I've got lying here, they're not going to cut the mustard on that. Because as you well know, Mr. Priest, the conversations you and I have had over the years where I've said, how do I sound? And you say, terrible. Yes. It's because, you know, the microphone yeah, inside we're those devices in, are In awful. real life, person to person. Oh, yeah, I see. Right. Oh. Okay, I, I, I thought you meant the earphones. You're yes. so nice. funny. Sorry. Hilarious, isn't it? All right. <laughs> oh, it's a bit tense this week. Comedian Sorry. in yeah. the room bit, this yeah. week. Comedian in the room. I'm thinking I'm uh, going to take another week off if this yes. keeps up. <laughs> we all will. 
But uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'll be intrigued to see. I can't say I'm excited about Samsung events anymore. I mean, it's the same with Google events. I'm just, I, I'm an Apple guy. That's my problem. I'm just, I'm all in on That's Apple. That's your problem. He's yes. all in on Apple, except he's never buying an M2. Don't worry. I'm yeah. not buying an M2. <gasps> I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not That's, buying an M2. You went to the Apple store. Did you, uh, were you not even tempted? I did. Do you want me to tell you my uh, quick review of the M2 MacBook Air? Yes. Yes, please. It's an anemic MacBook Pro. Um, anemic? Okay. It's Why? very thin. Yes. Uh, which is nice, but it's exactly the same style. It's like my MacBook Pro went on a diet and well, went too far. Of course it is, but well, it's got the new M2 chip in it. That's the thing. That's the selling point, isn't it? Not interested. Fair enough. Nothing wrong with my MacBook Pro. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing no. wrong with the baseline Mac Mini, which, by the way, I use every single day. And, and I'll get to this in a minute, I've been running Windows on it. And, pff, I mean, the base level, running apparently three gig of RAM... <laughs> On the Windows yes. side, which just makes me laugh. Um, yeah, I'll tell you about that experience in a minute. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm so impressed by the Mac stuff. And I, I just don't see the value in buying an M2. Not yet. Not yet. I, I kind of worry, okay. I, I, I guess, that Apple are going to end up back in the same position that Intel are in currently. That the power of the chip will get so much, will, will require so much energy that we'll be back to where we started with, you know, machines it's, it's up, battery though. life. But it's the exact yeah, from, opposite. But, yeah, These but, chips are getting more powerful and using less battery. Even on the M2? Yes. Yes, the M2 has actually got... Is it a lower total power draw on the yeah. M2? I think they, yeah. Yeah, they've lowered it even more. Has it, huh? I think Still so. Still not buying one. I have, I've got okay. one arriving today. At yeah. some point, when you get to the M6, it actually pumps electricity back into the grid. Yes. So, uh, it fantastic. actually sucks energy out of you, personally. Yes. <laughs> And it, uh, it replaces Such a life the, yeah, force yeah. Yeah, oh, exactly. I, I had that too. I used to use Windows ME. That's uh, the same thing yeah. happened. No, yeah, wasn't that Windows all Mobile? My energy. <laughs> yeah, that's just as bad. Just as bad. Uh, well, I am going to talk a little bit about my experiences of Windows on the Mac. Have you tried this yet, Mark? Have you tried loading anything onto the like, Parallels or Windows 11 or anything? Not on, your... on the new M1s, but I will definitely try that. Okay, uh, we're going to talk about that in a minute. This is Double Tap Canada. Double Tap Canada will be back after this. This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now, back to the show. Yeah, welcome back. And uh, this week I've been playing with Windows 11. And it's so funny because, you know, I've had Windows 11 on the Surface Pro 8. Microsoft kindly sent me for a while. You know, I've dabbled in it, kind of set it up and played around. And I office. really enjoy it. Yeah, it's a good machine. It's a great machine. I mean, it's a brilliant machine, right? The Surface Pro is a great device. Well, he may have been saying that he really enjoys Windows 11. Is that right, Mark? That sounds like what he was saying. Yeah. Okay. No, no, you. You said that you really enjoy... That's what I just said. All right. Yeah. Let me me finish. I'll tell you the rest of it. (sighs) Right. Thank you. There's a lot of tension (laughs) this week in the room. Can we we get a therapist on? on? Mark said he really enjoyed it. You you just assumed he meant the Surface. He may have been saying he really enjoyed Windows 11. That's I what I thought he was saying. It. Right, that's yeah. it. That's well, it. I wasn't that's think, it. I'm muting I, myself. I knew he was talking about the Thank operating you. system and not no, the computer. I've but he enjoys the Surface as well because that's a great machine, the Surface Pro 8. You know, it, it's possible. And Mark, you know this. Two things can be true what's at the same time. Sean? I have Fake no news. idea. I don't know what's wrong with him this week. All right. Sorry. What if we just 
did a show with you and I, Mark. Would that work? <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> we'll surely say, save four or five dollars. Uh, That's carry true. On. At least. Uh, that, wow, that much. Well, hmm. that's a coffee. Can we come off mid-show? We could save three right away. I say, I'm going. You carry on. I'm muting myself. Perfect. I mean, that's um, horrible. That'd be horrible. Of course it would. Yeah, yeah. We're obviously joking to these left-handed out there. Um, so, <laughs> Windows um, Eleven. Windows Eleven. I really put you off then. <laughs> yeah, you did a bit. Yeah. Right. Okay. So Windows Eleven on the Surface. Yeah, absolutely. On the Surface Pro, it's a brilliant machine, and it, it really is. Um, the one thing I don't, if I'm honest, I just feel so is wasted on me is the touchscreen, and I always feel guilty. I don't know why I have this guilt when I'm using machines, but I think I can't use this touchscreen. It seems like a complete waste of time to me. I mean, I it's not that it doesn't work with the screen reader. It does, but I just wouldn't use it. It's not a practical thing. It's not as good as the iPad, for example, and terms of navigation um so i wouldn't use it that way but what i did this week was i downloaded parallels now i was hoping to use vmware fusion because they've announced a tech preview for the m1 max which means that we can load windows 11 onto that machine but i had endless problems because you can't download the iso file that you need which is really annoying uh you have to get this weird i don't know what it is some other vhdx file or something from microsoft and somehow load that in i don't have a clue so i gave up after five minutes downloaded five minutes (laughs) if even that to be honest um and then went off and downloaded parallels because the great thing about parallels is it will install windows for you it will go off and find the options and i assume i haven't done it but i assume on the other versions on non-m1 Macs, so on the intel ones basically um you'd be able to go in and say well i'd like to install linux or you know, another version of Windows or whatever, right? You could, maybe even Mac Beta's on there, I, I don't know. But on the new M1 Macs, you get one option, and that is Windows 11. So cool. So it goes off and installs it. It's not the most accessible process, and I was kind of moaning a little bit about that on another podcast this week. But here's the good news. There is a way around it. And folks, I don't know much about this yet. I have yet to play with it, but there's a feature out there called VOCR, and what it does is, if you get to a page or a website or, a, or an, an application, and in this case for me, it was the install process for a Parallels, and all you're getting is window, 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 window from VoiceOver, which is just telling you it knows there's a window there, but that it can't read anything in it, you can use this feature called VOCR, and that will actually turn that window into something readable by your screen reader. So I need to kind of play with this a little bit to understand how it works, but it does sound pretty cool. JAWS on Windows has a similar feature, and I'm I'm very keen to see how it works on the Mac. Anyway, the point is, I got Ira on, good old Ira, got onto the desktop, did all the install bit for me, got Windows installed, and then once it was up and running, that was it. I was able to use Windows, and it was, you know, a, a really smooth experience after that. Um I didn't do any setup. I didn't sort of allocate any specific um, resources to it. It just seemed to work all out for itself. Now, I'm running a base-level Mac Mini, the first one to come out when M1 was announced, and it's got 8 gig of RAM in it. It's got a 512 gig solid-state drive, um, So it's and it's, you know, base-level Mac 1, so it's M1, so it's not, you know, the, the latest and greatest. And I'm running JAWS on the Windows side, the new... Uh, JAWS for ARM beta. <laughs> Got to keep wow. up on this one. Uh, on top of the Windows 11 ARM beta and on this this Mac. And I have to tell you, the experience is brilliant. <gasps> I am having an excellent time with it. And it is wow. going 
so good. I'm using it, you know, as as the sister to the the Mac because if I'm honest, I kind of when I when I did it, I thought I'll be able to set it up and I'll be able to play around with a few apps. But you know, things like Audacity aren't going to work on there. You know, things like Chicken Nugget, which is my Twitter client. What? It's not going to work on there. Yes, there's an app called Chicken Nugget, believe it or not. Try searching for it. It's hilarious. Um, <laughs> but it's an accessible Twitter client that works with JAWS. And it's um, it's not a very visually friendly one. You might not like it. It's, <laughs> I think it visually looks horrendous, but, you know, great I just want to use a program readers. called Chicken Nugget. Exactly. Who doesn't? But, you know, I thought none of these will work because these are for Intel Macs, right? Or for Intel PCs. So I tried installing Audacity for a laugh, and it worked. And I thought, how, how is that possible? And then I learned later that there's emulation that's capable within this new version of Windows 11 that will allow me to install apps like that. So Chicken Nugget installed, Audacity installed. I was editing audio, and no latency issues, no lags, no judders, no stutters, nothing. It is all working beautifully with JAWS, and bearing in mind it's all in beta, so I'm expecting a few bumps along the way, and there have been a couple, but not many, to be fair. Um, Everything is usable, nothing's breaking, and it's all happening. And what's getting me is that when I'm doing something on the Mac side, and I sort of just Command-Tab back into Windows, there's really not much of a judder at all between the two, just getting going. There's no wait time. It's just, you know, jumping into Outlook back over to the Mac to do something else. It's Everything the future. Works. It's a dream I'm machine. Really, I'm really happy. Yeah. So basically, the best way to use Windows, as always has been the case, is on a Mac. Okay. Okay. Firstly, these are all beaters, right? So people's experiences may differ, but it's no, sound- okay. It's sounding <laughs> really promising. I mean... The, the big thing with Windows 11, or eight, actually, Windows for ARM, no matter what version it was, yes. was the emulation was terrible. So trying to run a, a, a non-ARM program, so an x86 or x64 program, pointless. It was so slow, performance was terrible, um, which is why it was such a big deal when the M1, the Apple Silicon, came out and the emulation was absolutely amazing. Uh, and it sounds like, actually, Microsoft have pulled it out of the bag. And well, the, the, yeah. the emulation is... Um, what, more than usable? I mean, more than just passable, right? Oh, I mean, it's, it, well, put it this way, with Audacity, for example, now that's an application which I would think requires quite a bit of system resource. And it would require your system to be of a decent standard to operate. You couldn't run it on anything. Um, no, well, depending on the project, obviously. But yeah, yeah, I would say so. So I'm opening up projects that are about an hour long and editing them, jumping through them, you know, making changes, adding effects. Yeah. The the adding effect thing has always been a bit slow in Audacity, no matter what you use. So I kind of that's on par. It, it's certainly not massively quicker. The only thing I noticed that was really quick was installing Office. Installing Office can take mm. a few minutes. Uh, Office installed in what, oh, hello, felt Mark. like thirty seconds. Sorry, Mark. I'm still, I'm still here. Uh, he's listening. He's listening. You see, that's that's taking this, it in. This is, this is how it works. You see, no, you listen and then I you. Don't. Okay. Um, but no, I mean, it, it was that was a really swift process. But actually running, uh, say, a compression or, you know, like I've got a macro on Audacity that runs a whole series of different effects at the same time over a piece of audio, that still takes a bit of time. But the machine doesn't break. I can still jump back into my Mac and work on it fine. Uh, today, actually, I was, I was uh, rendering a Final Cut file whilst closing and opening up 
two other Audacity projects and one wow. running and one closing at the same time. Now, I didn't think that was possible, but yeah, I could do that. And again, everything played as if I hit the space bar, the audio would play. Uh, Jaws was behaving itself. I thought, this is just insane. This is wild how good this is so far. So the biggest issue here, though, Mark, let's be honest about it, is that there isn't a lot of hardware for people who are, you know, the PC enthusiasts to go actually go and try this on, except a Mac or, I guess, a Surface Pro X. But by all accounts, they're not great either. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't really have much to contribute to this one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've always found, I always found, you know, I found whenever, uh, ever since you were able to install Windows on a Mac, the experience was just that much better. That being said, I, I, I kind of shift my, my theories because ever since Microsoft has been making their own hardware, um, you, you can't beat it. You just can't beat the Surface experience. Um, you can't beat the Surface Studio experience. Uh, it's pretty damn cool. So, do we think then, because this is the big question, right? What comes next? It's going to be from Microsoft then, you think? So the next line, because what are we, are we due to see a new lineup this year? No, we've seen, have we seen a new Surface Pro this year? We the saw the Surface it? Pro 8, Surface Pro 8. And they, and they tend year, right? to, they, I mean, they upgrade them, but it really tends to just be internals or small little minute changes um, for quite some time before they redesign the whole computer itself. So I think that we will see definitely upgrades in processors and power and stuff like that. Yeah. But I don't think we're going to see a substantial physical update. But the, the no. thing is, would it go for ARM? Because so far, Microsoft have always, it's been a disaster, their ARM hardware. They're, do, they're doing it on the education models. Like the education models have some ARM processors there. Um, but I don't know. Is that I think, on the Surface, is that the Surface Laptop SE? Is that that one? I believe I believe so. Let me double check that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. But that's the point, though, isn't it? I mean, the benefits of ARM are the, the battery life is amazing, you know, instant boot up, instant hibernation, and all that jazz. That's what makes ARM processing so you know, uh, uh, preferential. But I, I don't, I, I don't think Microsoft have ever done any hardware where it's actually worked. Has that been down to the you know Windows for ARM platform itself, or is that down to the hardware? Yeah, see, you're always down on them on this. I think it's just it's just time. I don't think they've got there yet with it. I mean, look, there's a lot of development going on, and the software can clearly be updated faster than the hardware can. So that issue is, is going to be ongoing. I think the question is, though, who takes the leap and when? And is it? A, I guess it's going to be a gradual process because it's not like... You can just put it out like Mac can turn around, or Apple, I should say, can can just turn around and say, right, we're switching over to M1, job done. That's it. As of next week, you know, that's it. Two-year yeah, transition. Yeah. But, but hang on. Think, think about this for but a second. Arm, do that. Arm to date, okay? Arm has always been, I don't know, at least my experience, whenever I've ran anything on, a, on an Arm, um, it, it's never been truly 64-bit. It's always been like 32-bit. And if you want a 64, it's like your emulation. Now we're at the point where you can actually run 64-bit on ARM. So I think it's catching up. And I think that, yeah. you know, you look at ARM and you look at what Intel's doing with their Evo line and their new processors, something's got to give somewhere, right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. Apple's going all in on their silicon. They've they figured it out. They've mastered it. It makes sense. They're getting rid of Intel. Will they ever go back? I doubt it. Um, and the biggest challenge Apple had when they went from PowerPC to Intel or or, or vice versa was the software manufacturers right it wasn't easy for people to make software for the power pc platform so they went back to intel it was easy people were making software that worked kind of across the board going back to m1 they're they're the the way they did it 
the way they made the tools able to just literally convert an app and say, okay, we're done. It works made yeah. it so much easier to transition to that yeah. on the arm side of things. There's still a lot of work developers have to do to make their software work or yeah. they work with Microsoft's em- or, or arm emulation, which isn't really the full experience. And that's the biggest issue, isn't it? With Microsoft that you have so much legacy in their product. I mean, I don't know if they've rewritten windows for arm or whether they've just ported over code to make it work. Um, because all the legacy stuff is in there. So say, for example, you search for the, the original sound control panel. Um, still in there, right? And you think, okay, that, that should have gone, no? Um, so that just tells you that they've just yes. kind of ported it all over rather than what Mac did, which was rewrite the thing from from scratch, just completely write Monterey from scratch. And, you know, that maybe almost needs to happen. But I, equally- I wonder how much... When companies say, oh, we've redesigned this from the ground up, we went back to yeah. the drawing board and we rebuilt, how much do you think they're really doing that from the ground up? That's yeah, a well, lot of work. I, <laughs> well, that's true. And and also, and I will say this from the accessibility point of view, I think a lot of people have worried, or not worried, but wondered about what they've done with voiceover. Have they just literally copied and pasted the code? Because nothing really has changed in voiceover. So that's an example mm-hmm. of where nothing's changed at all. So you're right. And things like in cases like that, they've probably just said, "Just get that copied across. It works as long as it works, does its job. Fine. Um, we'll deal with the bugs as they come." I remember, but, um, I remember yeah. when Adobe, Adobe bought um, uh, Audition. They bought the assets of Audition, and they they took over Illustrator and all all that all that fun stuff. And when they ported it to the Mac, it ended up losing a lot of features when they made the Mac PC version that were the same, we lost a whole bunch of features that we're still only getting back to this day in newer versions. So I can't imagine the process is as easy as people make it seem in terms of, Hey, we're rebuilding it from the ground up because when you see a company that actually rebuilds it from the ground up, and I'm not talking about an operating system, just their basic software, there was no way they could do every little bit of software the same way. They had to sacrifice some things in order to make it happen. So mm. that's why I kind of wonder. It's a bit of PR and marketing spin, though, isn't it? Because you could say, I've rewritten from scratch the kernel, which joins all the functions, features, you know, all the other little bits, the libraries together. And it could be exactly the same from that point of view old code for voiceover, old code for how the windows pop up and how the dock is laid out that could all be the same but they've just rewritten the kernel that sort of calls all those features and functions so yeah I, I don't think everything is always rewritten from scratch as you said that'll take years I just I, I'm intrigued to know how they progress with this because I mean it, obviously hardware is, is going to be crucial here and the good hardware as you say Sean you know they haven't had much success when it came to you know the Surface Pro X line I always remember when that came out and I contacted Microsoft to say Hey, look, I'd love to try this out because I'd love to see how our screen readers perform, whether it's JAWS or whether it's NVDA or Narrator or yeah. probably in that, at that time, just Narrator. And I was kind of quietly told, yeah, don't bother. Yeah, um, It's not going to give you the best experience. <laughs> and I thought, okay, fine. okay, Honest, we'll just... at least. Very honest. Well, yeah. I mean, not publicly honest, I'll admit, but they're still selling them. <laughs> but, you know, th- yeah, that, true. that's maybe where they need to get the hardware right. And it doesn't seem that, it just doesn't seem that they'll ever get to that stage. I just wonder, I, and I know this is unlikely to ever happen, but, you know, Mac or Apple went to Intel 
Do you think Microsoft would ever knock at the door of Apple and say, could we do a deal? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah. I mean, it would be, yeah, it's not going to happen, is it? Uh, I, don't think Apple, I don't think Apple's willing to do it. I think, I think Apple's very happy having their own their own little wall It's their own, that's the point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It is their own. I mean, it, it, there was never a time when Microsoft were going to develop for other people say, and other people's needs. Nah, no, 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 no not yeah, on their they, agenda. You know, the, Microsoft weren't going to knock the door and say, hey, could we have those power PC chips, please? So I suppose the same would be true <laughs> of this. Anyway, stick around, more to come. It's uh, Double Tap Canada. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. This is Double Tap Canada. Now, back to the show. Okay, so I'm here. Mark's here. Sean has disappeared in the break. I don't know Isn't where that amazing gone. how that happens? Actually, we make, maybe him, that's we not make him uncomfortable, he just a, leaves. Yeah, maybe we've got a, bit, a sensible show now, right? Carry on. What, what have you got? What have you got oh, for us this week? You know what? So i got to tell you, I, I have been shopping this week, but not um, not for real fun purposes. So, you know, we've discussed on this show, we've talked about the TV show that uh, I've been upgrading my home slowly but surely, making it as smart as I possibly can. And one of the gadgets I put in my home was a smart shower system. And people mm-hmm. laugh at me for this thing. But, you know, it's a, it's a system by Moen. Okay, Moen makes all the faucets and fun stuff. And what it is, is the way it works is kind of, it's really simple, actually. So on the wall in the shower, there's a little control panel. It's a rectangular control panel. It's got a small screen on it, and it's got a couple buttons, a couple presets, and up and down, on and off, and it's great. That runs one single wire to a mixer that's under my sink, and the mixer takes hot and cold on the top, and the bottom has outputs for the shower head and the shower, like the wand, you know, the, the little wand you can wash with. And it just mm-hmm. literally just tells that thing, okay, turn this on, turn that on, pick the temperature. And it actually, the, the coolest part about this is that it regulates the temperature perfectly. So you you set it to 103 degrees, it's going to keep it at 103 degrees. It's not going to worry about, you know, you're not going to have to worry about hot or cold or whatnot. So my wife comes in. And she tells me the shower's not working. I'm like, what do you mean the shower's not working? She goes, the screen is dead. I'm like, oh, great. Now, Uh-oh. in my head, I go worst case scenario. Worst case <laughs> scenario is I'm destroying my shower because I have to put in a traditional <laughs> a traditional mixer and the pipes and everything because it's not installed in a traditional way. I'm like, I'm screwed here, okay? Mm-hmm. So it's now morning and I'm working. So I'm like, I'll deal with this later, okay? So later comes and I come home and it's like four o'clock and I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And there is a battery pack and there's a bunch of different things I tried to figure out what's going on. And I'm like, let me call the company. And I call the company and because, you know, everybody's changed their hours for COVID. Again, good example. They've changed their hours. So they're closed at like 430. I'm like, oh, great. Now, you know, even though pandemic has been almost two, two and a half years now, we're still not back to normal. So I'm like, OK, how am I going to figure this out? So like, let me let me plan accordingly. So I, I call up my my most favorite replacement parts company and rental house, Amazon, and I order I order a new mixer, eight hundred and nineteen dollars later. Expensive. These are not cheap. And I'm like, wow. at least I have a backup. I could swap it out if something's not going on when I by the time I get hold of the company. So I realized that it was just a power adapter. For some reason, the power adapter just stopped working. So I, I bought this eight hundred and nineteen dollar thing to swap a power adapter in. Then I call Moen and I finally get through to them. They're like, oh, okay, thank you. And we're going to send you a new power adapter. And uh, and I said, well, what do I do with the whole shower system? He goes, oh, well, you can just return that to Amazon. And I'm like, what about the, the broken power adapter? Like, I'll throw it in the box. They'll never know. This is the company telling me to do the wrong thing. 
Wow. But for good. <laughs> but for good. <laughs> but for good. I hope but yeah, I, I thought I would, my mind went to such places. Like I'm going to rub the shower. I'm going to put the walls up. My wife is going to kill me. She gives me crap every time I do anything smart because it's, you know, God forbid it breaks. Why can't you just get up and turn the light off? Why do you have to keep asking a lady? Like Because oh. I don't want to get up. I'm lazy. That's why I bought this stuff. <laughs> Yeah, but of course, you know, something as important as a shower, I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be yeah, the end of me. But it wasn't, thankfully. That's the problem, right? When it's something serious that's or something that's – this is the problem. I, and I, 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 in my house, and I say this just about me before we get the letters of complaint. Um, but, you know, in, in my house, it has to be wife-friendly. And I think they should make that a standard, actually. Um, which means that if your wife isn't particularly technical, and my wife is to some degree, but she's, you know, she's the first to admit she's, she just wants it to work. It's not that she's incapable of understanding this stuff. She is, but she's a busy person. She she's wants tense. to do stuff. No, but she, she just, okay. she just wants it to work. She doesn't want hassle. And, you know, if the lights are going to come on, she wants them to come on. And we had little motion sensors in our hall so that, you know, when you should walk in, the lights would come on and then the battery died. And then she was pretty annoyed that, you know, she would come in and the lights wouldn't come on and then, you have to flick the lights on and off umpteen times. To yeah, get that's what I find. On. I find that in order for it to be wife friendly, it just has to just work all the time. Yeah, which is and really annoying. It's it unreasonable. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, it is, it, you know, I get it. I kind of want everything to just work all the time, too. But I'm also of the world and of the school of knowing that it's just not a realistic expectation. My doorbell, you know, you know, it works three months and then I have to reset it because for some reason uh, it stops ringing the door and I don't get my Amazon packages and then I get crap because I have to go to the mailbox to pick something up. I, You know, I have to add more cameras to my house so that I can make sure I don't miss the FedEx guy because God forbid he leaves a package or doesn't leave the package and then never comes back and I have to go pick it up and my wife was waiting for something. Anyhow, I need therapy. Shh, relax. Yeah, take therapy. So what Stephen said there was that wives are unreasonable. Thank you, Stephen. Well done. Yeah, thanks. That wow, sums up pretty well. Great. Yeah, there we go. On that bombshell. Um, <laughs> thanks for that, Sean. Thanks. No it's, problem. Uh, thanks for having a comfortable sofa. There we go. I'll be fine. <laughs> uh, I actually did invest in something this week for my wife, although it's one of those presents. You know, sometimes you buy something for your wife, but then you just add on another one because secretly you yes. want it to. <laughs> That's so, what I did with my, um, my, my warming <laughs> mug. But yes, go ahead. Uh, has, she, has, has, has your good uh, wife, has she, um, has she actually charged that mug up? Because last time I was there, that, that was a bit of a bone of contention. It wasn't the charging that was the problem. It was that you have to have the, the disc part that charges it um, facing the proper direction so that the contacts oh. can meet on the cup. Yeah. yeah. Uh-oh. Right. You're holding it wrong. You're saying she um, did it wrong. I say nothing of the sort. Okay. See, this, this problem with working from home, you have to be very careful what you say. Um, it's different home studios, right isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought my wife and me. Um, I think this is a pretty cool thing. And can I just say, guys, I think I am a particularly wonderful husband for doing this. I bought my wife a neckband bladeless fan. Um. Okay. Convince me. It's like, it's like a Dyson? <laughs> what? No. Oh, come on. It's $20 or something. (laughs) Yes. It's not not Dyson, no. Um, Dyson, if you, D-I-E-S-O-N maybe, uh, that's maybe closest to it. But yeah, so you you just put this thing around your neck and there's no blades in it, but it does give you air. And and the air holes go all the way around the back of the neck. So you get a beautiful, basically, if you've got long hair, as my wife does, um, it just all goes up into the air as soon as she turns this thing on. But doesn't get caught in the blades, which is better. Yeah. Well, yes. that's 
That's why you want the bladeless one. Yes. Is that um, true? Is it that powerful? It's pretty powerful, yeah. It's pretty decent. I mean, you so couldn't, I couldn't wear it, it sitting here. It's USB. USB-C. Right. We have a battery in it, though. Yeah. Well, obviously, yeah. Well, you can yeah, walk I, around I charging it up, do you? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. No, it's, it's, well, no, it's wireless, but you can charge it up with USB-C. It's got a little battery in there. That actually um, sounds really good. I take it all back. I saw an air conditioning suit the other day. It was like oh. an ast- astronaut suit, but apparently it kept you slightly cooler than uh, room temperature. <laughs> slightly slightly cooler slightly, than room temperature. Yeah. Good selling it didn't point. Say, yeah, it didn't say it was like a fridge or anything, but uh, yeah, with the heat that's coming. I, I, yeah, that's cool. I take it all back, Stephen. Well done. You are a hero. Well, this is, um, this is the precursor to air conditioning, you see, because... Um, Oh, you're getting her used to it. Well, get, get used to the cold. It's going to be freezing in here. Um, yeah, so we're getting the air conditioning put in, but only in my office. My wife does not want it anywhere else in the house. And I said, okay, fine. Because in this country, it's not a thing. That's mental. In Canada and the US, so it is everywhere, but it's not... You're having it put in anyway. Get it put in every room. I, I, saw, I saw a stat the other day. It was like 1% of homes in the UK have air conditioning. Really? And I, I, I don't even think there's that many, to be honest. It's made, You'll find it in hotels. You'll find it in... Restaurants, yeah, lots of places, offices, that. but not at home. No, not at home. It's very unusual. Yeah. In fact, I know I'll be getting questions from the neighbours when this thing goes in. Um, so I hope it's quiet. Otherwise, it will basically, oh, no, it'll be quiet. Though. It'll be quiet. Don't worry about that. They've gotten yeah. so quiet these days. Oof. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it though because this this little office of mine gets very warm, I and mean, when you have to close the windows all the time because the kids are screaming outside. Yeah, um, you have to. Uh, you know, you got to suffer. You got to suffer for your art, guys. That's you can't the play outside if you don't eat your meat. <laughs> Stop it! That line, which I, I, I have no idea what it's from, but I have been saying that so many times around which the one? house. You can't have your pudding if you don't eat your meat. Yeah, and yes. I, I think is this. A, a, if I am I going to get into trouble for this? Probably no, <laughs> it's a Pink Floyd song. It's the end Pink of uh, Floyd. Oh, I see. How I can you have any Pink pudding Floyd. if you don't eat your meat? You boy, I want that as a ringtone. I want that as my text message ringtone. Yeah, you want me, me doing it? Because I yeah, can do yes. that. I'll sell it. I'll, I'll, uh... <laughs> I love that you go straight to business head on that one. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sell it. I'll I'm sell just it to sell you via to you, Apple though. ringtones. Oh, just to me. All right, okay. That means just I'm going to have to pay a higher price. I don't like it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I am going to talk about this keyboard next week because I'm... Well, actually, I'm not here next week. No, I'm not here next week. You, you two have to do it on your own again. What? Again? I'm on my travel. Well, the thing is, last oh. time I ended up taking a week off because of travel issues here. So next week I'm doing the trip that I was going to do, which means I'm not here. Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait a second. So you were actually home last week? No. Uh, oh, uh, uh, oh, hang on. Oh, hang we on. actually what, we it, rang what's you. The time? We need to go. Um, so run out of time, guys. Sorry. Unbelievable. It's just the way it is. Anyway, we will be back. Well, they'll be back next week. I'm telling you, Mr. Oh, he'll be fantastically... <laughs> fabulous about it (laughs) thank you (laughs) that's it from us catch you next time thanks for listening and keep your feedback coming call 1-844-971-1999 and leave us a voicemail email feedback at ami.ca we're also on twitter at double tap canada and on facebook can't wait till next week Ask your smart speaker to play Double Tap Canada or listen on the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Catch you again next time. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. 
Find Song of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.